right, welcome back to Production Night. I'm your managing editor, Trinity Bland, and I'm joined by news editor, Caitlin Robinson. Caitlin, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am good. It's Tuesday, so that means it is Production Day. It is Production Night. Our issue comes out tomorrow, our sixth issue of the, the year, the semester. And so we are kind of like in the thick of it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. I think we're finally in the swing of things in the newsroom. Everyone's down with a routine and a kind of rhythm with each other. Are we? I think so. It's pretty fun. At least the editors seem to be in a good routine, you know, sharing the two laptops that work. Right, sharing the two laptops. How do you like designing the pages? Because I don't get to do that, but you get to do that since you're a section editor. It's fun, but it is a little bit stressful dealing with all the little details like from spacing correctly to the correct font to basically everything making sure the jump is correct it does take a lot of time but it's pretty it's pretty fun Uh, i'm definitely glad that we have all the editors here to copy edit because there's obviously room for error and It's, it's a lot to do, but it's pretty fun. It is pretty fun. I think the vibes are definitely unmatched because everyone is kind of on edge and stressed <laughs> about getting things done and in, in like an efficient amount of time. I definitely like copy editing, you know, because I don't get to design, but like I get to be a part of that process, the before the design and then after the design, if that makes sense. But it is fun being with everyone and in person after being fully virtual for an entire year. How do you like being in person and in the newsroom? I love everyone? it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's so much fun. It was funny because I met most of you guys on Zoom and meeting you in person was just so so different. It was so fun. <laughs> the big joke with me was everyone was like, you're way taller than I expected you to be. They all thought that I was right. the same height as you. They right. told me, they're like, you're the same height as Trinity. And I was like, no. Like, exactly. <laughs> they also thought I was way taller than what I was. So I think Zoom and height, it's disproportional. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I don't know. But we are here in person recording. So this episode is pretty special because it is an editor takeover usually we have our podcast host our lovely podcast host sarah rock here with an editor or a senior staff writer or a staff writer or a contributor somebody else is here with her and they have uh, a blast but we are taking over and i don't know who let us take over but we're here so i hope you're enjoying it so far we're gonna cover a bunch of stories that you probably should have already read and if not this is your sign to read them but we're gonna kind of take you down uh, a list of stories that have been out or are coming out this week or whenever you're listening to this they will be out so Caitlin why don't you go over the first story it's a new story correct yes Lawson Hardrick III who was awarded the trustee emeritus if I pronounced that correctly Marie L. Gallison Scholar Award. The CSU Board of Trustees awarded 23 students from different CSU schools. This award included a scholarship and uh, Lawson Hardrick is from SDSU. He's 25 years old. He's graduated from SDSU Imperial Valley with a bachelor's degree in psychology and public administration and he talked to our staff writer Adam Carrera and you can look for that article to be in our print issue and online. It'll be on our website, so definitely keep tabs on our updated stories because you can find all of our stories there. And for some headlines that you might have missed in last week's issue, we did cover the San Diego State University Senate meeting where the discussion, the topic of discussion was whether or not teachers and professors should have autonomy to 
put their classes online at any given point during the school year. And I know there was a lot of confusion about that. Some students and parents thought that this meeting would determine if classes would go completely back online for everyone. That wasn't the case, but students and parents definitely had strong feelings about teachers deciding to do that partway through the year, partly because some students are from out of state or even out of the country. They're living on campus, they're paying for room and board and tuition, and obviously I think we know that the online experience is very different than the in-person experience. Ultimately, the University Senate voted and teachers will not be given that option this semester. A couple of key groups who spoke about the issue would be uh, IFC submitted a letter. I believe Associated Students uh, also cited with the student body and not wanting to push for this option. And President Adela De La Torre also opposed this suggestion. <laughs> Associated Students beat reporter Jaden Brandt reported on the University Senate meeting. We also covered the 9-11 Remembrance Ceremony that took place in front of Hepner Hall, where the SDSU ROTC group and several policemen and firefighters attended. It has been 20 years since this tragic event, so this was a milestone event. That was covered by our Mundo Azteca editor, Noe. Our editor-in-chief, Caitlin Nguyen, wrote an article about the fraternity SAE and how they have been temporarily suspended due to policy violations that include alcohol and hazing. The fraternity will be suspended through December 31st and then will be placed on probation. You can read more about that on our website. And I covered an article about the Interfraternity Council adding two new vice president positions. The vice president of Brotherhood and vice president of social activities were added this year to their board. You can also read about that on our website. Uh, be sure to check it out. Trinity, do you want to take it over with our next couple stories? Yeah. All right. So those stories were from our fifth issue, which was a special issue. It was our clubs and organizations issue. So the arts and culture section took the lead on this. So the clubs that we centered for this issue include Best Buddies, which welcomes inclusive and lifelong friendships for all students. And this story was written by our arts and culture editor, Ryan Hardison. And it highlights the joy that comes from being friends and lifelong friends with people that you meet in college and students with uh, developmental and intellectual disabilities are are welcomed here and it is a fun community for people to hang out every week and I love that this community is on campus. I know a lot of people that are involved with it and I think it's just super cool for students to to get involved with and to have that place to be happy and to interact with all students. The next story uh, that we covered in terms of clubs and organizations is the Mock Trial Club and our assistant arts and culture editor Christina Lombardo covered a meeting actually and this club gives students the experience to get that hands-on approach to gaining practical trial courtroom type experience so if students are interested in becoming a lawyer or anything within criminal law or criminal justice, I feel like this club is for them. And then last but not least, the Look magazine uh, offers opportunities for students to develop their artistic projects and gain inspiration. And this was written by staff writer Flower Smith. And this is a new magazine on campus that kind of just covers art, culture, and fashion. And photographers, student writers, and designers collaborate on creating a full-scale magazine each semester. Which story did you like the best and what club kind of stands out to you the most out of these three, Caitlin? Ooh, the most. 
Um, I think the Look magazine is very interesting to me. I'm excited to read it. I've seen their posters all around campus. Yes. So I'm very excited to see what aspects of fashion that they highlight. I'm interested to see how they go about finding that. Because I think after the pandemic, I've seen a lot of people really come into their own style and fashion. Absolutely. So we'll see what they cover, but I think that stands out the most to me. How about you? I think... I really do feel like Ryan's story about Best Buddies convinced me to want to get involved, at least check it out. I really do feel like you can never have too many friends. I mean, in some cases you can, but I feel like in this case, it's welcoming. It's an environment that I would want to be a part of, and I feel like all students want a community that is very welcoming, very inclusive, and so I think Best Buddies stood out to me, and... So now, as a former opinion editor, I love this segment that Sarah came up with, and it is the featured opinion story of the week, and this comes from our fifth issue as well. And Caitlin, do you want to talk about our featured opinion story of the week? Our featured opinion article, it's called Doing It All Isn't Viable, Prioritize Yourself Instead. It was written by a contributor, Adriana Villa, and this article just kind of highlights some some ways that you can prioritize yourself instead of overextending yourself, which I think is a very common issue for college students, especially when you're trying to get involved, especially if you have a job and you have a full load of classes. Thank so... you for attacking me. <laughs> Thank you for attacking me. You, you literally just said attack Trinity oh, without attacking Trinity. So oh, thank oh, you for that. You know, it's. It, I think it's everyone in the newsroom some days. It's, it's a pretty common thing. I agree, I agree. No worry, I'm not coming for you. <laughs> Um, Some of the things that she highlighted include not comparing yourself to others, saying no, and not trying to do it all as she writes it. It's important to remember that you can say no to plans, to activities, to taking on extra work, and I think it's it's very hard for a lot of people to remember to do that. So I like that she highlighted that, and yeah, I think this is a great article, full of good advice. What are your thoughts? I agree. I think it directly was written for me because (laughs) I feel like I'm a workaholic and I do too much on campus, and so I had to constantly tell myself like doing it all is not viable and I do have to prioritize myself and my mental health and just taking care of me so that I can do the things that I need to do because doing it all it just it's not gonna work (laughs) I've tried it and it doesn't work so creating those to-do lists using that planner saying no like you said like the story says it it all comes down to putting yourself first so I think this is really great advice and that's why it is our featured opinion story of the week now moving on to our sixth issue we're gonna talk a little bit about the stories that were in there and so I think a common theme between a couple of sections was the the Met Gala and so the Met Gala is an event where all these celebrities come out and show their best looks I mean some of them weren't their best I will say because I've seen some of the pictures but what looks did you like what looks did you see um I didn't watch the whole thing so what I've seen has mostly been on social media so I saw Billie Eilish's dress. I believe it was a tribute to Marilyn Monroe, if I'm not mistaken, um, which I thought was really pretty. I did like her dress. I saw AOC's dress, which I also liked very much. Yes. I'm a big fan. Yes, big fan. Um, I saw Elliot Page. Yes. And I, I did like 
his outfit. I believe it was just a suit. Oh no, I read somewhere that it that it was um it was a tribute to Oscar Wilde. Yes, yes I did, I like that a lot. I I did like that. I was like, I know I read that somewhere. <laughs> and yeah. you can read about it too. <laughs> <laughs> you can read about it too in the opinion section. Um how about you? What were your some of your looks that stood out uh definitely AOC I was like way to make a statement I love it and it was very on brand for her Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people said it was performative and you know people can say what they want but you know when you use your platform in something in a way like that I think you know something should be said I did see Elliot Page I did see Billie Eilish I love tributes like that just because like I'm such a fashionista so I love when people just put looks like that together especially if they're trying to give a tribute like I'm wearing a whole 90s attire right now and I love you know channeling the 90s anyway <laughs> shape or form when I can so um I definitely like that I thought Kim Kardashian's outfit was questionable I've seen her in better things but you know I'm not Kim Kardashian so what can I say <laughs> but I, I like events like that I like when people show their best and like I said before, I don't know if it's their best because I've seen people look better in other outfits than what they brought to the Met Gala. But, you know, who am I? So, uh, yeah. Feature number two. <laughs> yeah. So the featured opinion story of this week from this issue is why fresh. It's, it's all about why freshmen should have cars on campus. And it was written by contributor Taylor Harris. And so as an out-of-state student myself, I definitely felt like, you know, having cars on campus would be easier and make it easier for students to get around to explore San Diego because the university does want us to love where we live and love the town that we're in. I mean, it's not just SDSC that's here. We have the beach, we have museums, we have a lot of things here and a lot of things to do. And I think freshmen having a car would alleviate some of that pressure, alleviate some of the homesickness is what Taylor wrote about in her story. But I think having cars on campus would be beneficial and it even brings in more money to the university. So I don't really understand why freshmen can't have cars on campus. And I'm a fourth year, but during my freshman year, we were allowed to have cars on campus. So when that rule came when I was a sophomore and after that, I was kind of confused because I'm like, why wouldn't you want to have freshmen bring their cars to campus and pay for parking permits per semester? What do you think about this, Caitlin? Yeah, I think... I think by freshman year, I'm a, I'm a third year, so when I lived in University Towers, I think we might have been one of the select buildings that allowed some freshmen to have their cars. Most of my friends didn't though until second semester, and it made just a huge difference when we could finally leave campus. <laughs> I guess you can take public transportation, but I, I was not familiar with how to use public transportation, so I think it, it is helpful to be able to drive, and especially last year, I was thinking about the freshmen a lot who couldn't have cars on campus because there was nothing open on campus last year and I was like there's nowhere to go there's nothing to do you're gonna want to leave campus and yeah, I think they should have the ability I just think it would be a nice accommodation for freshmen living on their own for the first time to not be so stuck in one place and as someone who doesn't have a car still um who has to get rides from their friends everywhere <laughs> having a car is nice <laughs> very very nice and then you know it also opens the conversation about paying for Lyft and Uber to go certain places and a lot of college students don't have a lot of money 
to do that. So I think having a car on campus would solve a lot of people's problems. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. So um, I guess wrapping this up, we are in the middle of production day and night. So we got a jet, but it was fun <laughs> having this editor takeover. You will be back to your regularly scheduled program with the better podcast host, Sarah Rott, with her mystery guest next week. You'll have to listen to find out who that is. But for The Daily Aztec, I'm your managing editor, Trinity Bland, and I'm joined by news editor, Caitlin Robinson. Mm-hmm.